Healing crystals, skincare routines, knitting a sweater, fitting in jeans. With Katie and Sarah, no need to worry, you're on a lady journey. Lady Journey. Welcome to Lady <laughs> Journey, everybody. We were just having a little candid talk that we will be editing because we were naming names. Yeah. Juicy. It was One of these days, it'll be bonus material. Yes. We, we will decide to burn all the bridges. Oh, my gosh. Burn every single one. I want to go back to talking shit, but I'm not, I'm not going to do it because we need to focus. No. And I try. I have to tell you that it is a collective thought and awareness in my mind lately is to not try to go there. Yes. And I can sense you're myself so right. setting it up. <gasps> I you know. know, and you're like, yes. Sarah, what are you doing? I what know. What are you doing? You little sneak. <laughs> I love that. I love that you said that because we, we did have a whole episode on gossip. Yeah. And then when I see you, I'm like, I'm, I'm home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Give me my treasures. Uh-huh. Yes. Um, but I, I have something so exciting to tell you because I, I have not seen you for a while. Yeah. So I have been working on, and this is also my journey for the week. Um, I have been working on a program called the Comedy Climate Cohort, and it is a grant program for people to create comedy about the climate crisis. And it's so cool. Like I just, I just applied for it. I got picked. I'm one of, I'm one of the eight people of the many, many who applied. So I've basically been on a long journey of actually getting a deeper understanding of what's going on with global warming or now it's called the climate crisis i guess that's yeah. like we the are way. gonna die we're we're all gonna die <laughs> it's so we're all hard. gonna die i anytime i see a climate article i do not tell joe about it i feel yeah. like i'm okay with it because i'm like whatever we'll adapt we also live in areas that will be fine yeah but it is such a bummer i feel like i was in that same space of like actively disregarding it and then also trying to be like you know I went through my phase where I was like no bottled water until yeah. I'm thirsty you know and then yeah. I'm like wandering around the park I'm like getting dehydrated <laughs> I'm going into like a heat stroke because I've had no water for days yes and I was I was really part of part of the way this program is structured is we have um the really interesting um zoom it's all done on zoom but we have these really interesting interviews with these people who are experts in different fields so we had like the un climate ambassador he came and talked to us we had a guy who was like creating a sustainability program in a small town in california he talked to us we had um we've had people who were uh indigenous and so they were also climate activists and activists for their own indigenous community so we've had a big um we've had a big breadth of uh, learning from people, different perspectives. And, and I kind of went into this thinking like, you know, we've definitely done our eco stuff here. Yeah. Where it's like, you got the, you got the hard dish soap and the bristle, the, the wooden handle bristle with natural hair. Are you loving it by the way? I do love it. I, yes. You guys have, first of all, aesthetically, it looks great Yeah, as a thing to have in your kitchen. And then also I had to, I resorted to plant-based sponges yeah. Because there are sometimes you have to get in the nook and cranny that a little brush won't do. And then I got refillable dishwashing liquid that's in like bags rather Ooh, than plastic yeah. bottles. That's great. And I had been, I was, you know, kind of doing my own eco journey too of just, 
trying to use less. I was going into this thinking like, okay, I'll find out like what the right things I need to do as a person as far as like, okay, I need to just stop throwing trash away or I need to like put really do my recycling. Right. Yeah. And, and I went into it and I was kind of learning like it, first of all, being eco is hard because it's, you're selfish, right? Like there's a, especially now with inflation and everything, it's like, oh, I'm going to spend like 10 times more to get the eco sponge than to get the the regular yeah. when I'm already spending, you know, the milk is marked up by like th- a triple. <laughs> I just told Katie, I have heavy cream this much. It was seven forty nine. There's something funny to me that uh, about heavy, like, wow, heavy. It's really, <laughs> the inflation is very heavy and it's bringing heavy. us down. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I was like learning and I'm, I've been writing like some little jokes about, you know, here and there about the climate as well. And I did hit a really interesting turning point where we learned that, um, and, and some other people in the group are more climate activists than I am. I'm just kind of like a concerned citizen, I would say. Yeah. And probably I would say a realist because you can really tailspin. You can tailspin to the point that you're like nothing matters. And and that was part of the part of the, I guess, mission of this group was that through our humor that's inspired by the stuff that we learned, we can actually help people see like instead of feeling like you can't ever take a flight to visit your grandmother who's dying or you can't like ever have a bottled water. Like what if you could do five things that everybody did that would help? Yeah. You can do those things and you can be like, I did my part and now I'm good, you know? And so I was going into it being like, man, like I fly. First of all, I fly. Yeah. And I know that's bad and I don't know why even really. But now I know it's because of gas. <laughs> and I'm so stupid also. I feel like I'm so knowledgeable. And I'm like, oh, yes, my productivity, self-help. And I'm like, how does a car work? Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. And I hit a really a turning point where we learned that um, actually really the things that are causing global warming that are unfortunately really out of our control is the giant corporations which have a stranglehold on this country yeah and it's also like other countries and then you're also dealing with third world countries and what are you going to do tell them how to run their economy right right when we also have our own shit that we're dealing with right right we can't like be over there in india like sorry you don't get electricity (laughs) because we need it you have to shut down all your factories yeah that we're paying for yeah sorry (laughs) yeah Yeah. but i need those social labor yeah So the the main thing, though, is these corporations, like, a, a lot of them are, like, using plastic because it's cheaper. Well, I guess recycling has been, like, a whole conspiracy where, like, they can't really recycle that much plastic. Apparently, yeah, like, those plastic pull-and-spring water bottles, they're they not go right really, in the trash. They yeah. go right in the trash. And, but they, the corporations... Uh, uh, kind of made that up so you would be like oh like I can recycle it now it's on me they recycle the responsibility to the consumer yeah when they're the ones that are totally disrupting and polluting the the atmosphere yeah and you can actually I do believe with your purchasing power you can change the way companies make products like if you just started buying like not buying uh detergent and plastic bottles Mm -hmm. they will start doing you know they want to make money yeah Yeah, they need to make money so you can have power in your purchasing and I get that sometimes you're like shit I have to buy something right away and I need to do this Mm -hmm. but um like yeah if you just work on some of your purchases and it doesn't really like make huge difference I bought tooth 
brushes with wooden handles. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But anything that's not and it plastic. it works fine. Yeah. The bristles will come out in my mouth after two months <laughs> of using it. And it's so funky. That's so weird. You're yeah, like you're talking. Like, you're like, hey. You have a <laughs> bristle sticking out. It's like the way worse than a piece of lettuce. <laughs> Hi. Absolutely. But then I'm like that with energy companies too. With like, uh, you know, the companies like Schlumberger and all that. I don't mm-hmm. That you're like, if you start... Um, I don't understand why they can't pivot and have start doing another sector of their corporation that works on solar, wind, hydro. They're gonna have to. They're gonna have to. Because gas is so much. And yeah. Now we're we've always had to de- feels like depend on other countries for it. And then when yeah. we go into war, it's just like, I like I just heard that Biden's going to a meeting with that dangerous Saudi Arabian prince that beheaded that journalist. Yes, he's like kissing ass. <laughs> He's like kissing people's ass so we can have gas. And it's like yeah. we could all we literally could all have electric cars. Yeah. And that was one thing I learned, too. So I watched this documentary. I only watched the first part of it because it is a very dense documentary. But this was like a big turning point for me. It's called um, I think it's called The Truth About Big Oil. It's a frontline documentary. Three parts. It's all about the Exxon Mobil uh company and how in the 70s they knew that they basically funded climate research that they proved to themselves that burning fossil fuels was going to create a greenhouse effect thereby it was going to start causing atmospheric changes and then they spent billions of dollars sowing all the seeds of doubt and funding these climate denier people yeah so they could so they could instead of pivoting to renewable energy so they could just keep doing what they were doing. And it just makes no sense. It's like, why would, why wouldn't you just spend billions of dollars funding renewable energy? Yeah. But it's because once you fund renewable energy, like solar power uh, is now to the technology that it is the cheapest form of solar. It's the cheapest form of energy. If everybody had solar, you would literally get the energy from the sun. You wouldn't be paying ExxonMobil because you'd just be getting the energy from the sun. Yeah, and like, why can't they pivot to be the ones that make the solar plant panels and are like, you know, the spectrum of solar paneling where they have to come to your house and install it and make sure everything's... Yeah. Like, there is a money that can be made and also in those sectors i think it's just not nearly as much because like with gas it's like every time you fill up you have to get gas you know it's like with solar they i we would did a really interesting talk yesterday with a guy who was really into the future of solar technology and he was saying like it's it has gone exponentially like 10 years ago it was like pretty expensive now it's so cheap and he said it's only going to continue the exponential development to the point that it's going to be like everything's going to be powered by solar it's go- the energy is going to be so cheap that we're going to have an abundance of energy on the planet that we've never had before that people are going to be able to do like in Aruba, for example, I know they do all the water is desalinated and that takes yeah. a huge amount of energy. Like we'll be able to do it at the drop of a hat because yeah, we'll just have, well that place is like a desert. It's a desert. And so you have the solar energy. I had a friend that did solar for his condo and he would always have extra energy at the month that he gave it to his neighbor. Yeah. And you crazy? could like resell it. I, yeah. I saw a story about a school that they installed solar panels in the backfield and they resold it to the local power grid and they were making $600,000 a year from it. That's wild. And then I think of places like Texas that deal with the um, grid situation that they had. Yeah. Like all, all that stuff. Yeah. And like just fix it. Also I thought that you were a state that had less regulation than California like why can't 
just start do, start doing solar. Just fix it. Yeah. Just fix it. So it's it's frustrating, and I think like now I realize like I definitely want to be an informed consumer, and I want to continue my lifestyle as an eco friendly person who also mentions it <laughs> in polite company and I love that and I but I am like now I've kind of gone through a journey of like okay now my now my mission I guess is more to like just educating people of like really the best thing that you can do is make sure everything in your home is renewable energy so like yeah. electric stove no gas stoves they said which I was like oh you always hear so I w- they showed us a thing from Sim- Sam B and it was about the gas industry actually when you see like those chefs and like those TikTok or like Instagram people being like cooking with gas is better like a lot of times it's actually funded by the gas industry what is happening so many conspiracies are at play constantly <laughs> yes. that you're like it's like what is there to believe anymore who am i being manipulated by i yeah i cuz we were talking earlier i was like i don't you're like how do i don't think i would be susceptible to joining a cult and yet here we here we are yeah Yeah, we are in one huge cult yeah yeah we we really are and it's just like it's so crazy because you know in the 60s when they were like all you have to do to sell toothpaste is make people feel their deep pain inside and they'll (laughs) buy it and it's like it's now gone just so far beyond that where it's like every form of media is manipulating us oh yeah because there here's the thing that's crazy and i actually when we did celebrity memoir book club Mm -hmm. and they were talking about they suspect that uh, Johnny Depp did pay for bots. Yes. For the slander of Amber Heard online in every aspect. Because that's on TikTok and you're you're just seeing slander, slander, all like just horrific, hateful comments toward yeah. her. Nothing, nothing in light for her. Yeah. Or being like, this is really highly toxic. And uh, then as soon as the deliberation happened and he was not guilty or she was guilty of defamation or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's gone, and now it's all like, "What it? Poor Amber." And then you're yeah. like, "What happened? What happened?" Yeah. It, it so was all those massive, bots are done. It was like Johnny Depp is Russia, basically. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I'm boycotting him. So boycotting yeah. him. Yeah, I've been boycotting him since uh, his weird Willy Wonka remake. <laughs> like, no, thank you. It's like, oh, Willy Wonka's a full-on pedophile in this one. Is that is that what the movie is? Yeah, is, it is bizarre. <laughs> He's like, hello, everyone. Like, what happened to you? Yeah, What's wrong with you? Give me the Gene Wilder. Yeah, Gene Wilder, he was normal. Gene Wilder would never have taken his girlfriend to court. Gene Wilder would never deal with someone shitting in his bed. <laughs> no. <gasps> Absolutely. I still think about that where you're, if you, you wouldn't even be friends with somebody. But he still kept having, like, contact with her. Yeah, like, if somebody pooped in I your love bed. That, that we went Amber Heard Johnny Depp again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it's this is environmentalism. It is. <laughs> but, yeah, if somebody pooped in your bed, you're like, you're like, hey, like, let's set a boundary. Yeah, not I don't know like, if this is working out anymore. Yeah, like, this isn't, like, not let's continue to be married Or, like, for wouldn't years. you put a restraining order? If somebody shot in my bed, I'm calling the cops. Uh, absolutely uh, i'm thinking of my own sweet michael and if he <laughs> shit on the bed first of all i would be deeply troubled i would think that something something went wrong like he had a some kind of mental breakdown <laughs> he's like dying somewhere <laughs> you, you would find him in like the closet sick oh, or my something. sweet baby yeah. he would never he would never <laughs> 
Oh my god. But anyway, but yeah, there's it's it's like who do you trust? Who do you trust? And so that that I think that that was a big part of why this grant program is like so effective because we are getting um you know, it is a grant. So we're getting money to write about uh th- whatever we see fit, however this informs our creativity, but they also set it up in a way where it's like we get to have I mean, we had I think like 9 to 12 experts that gave talks on all different angles of the climate crisis all obviously pro climate but there was a point where i was like what if i'm being funded yeah. by am, is this russia is am, this russia am i a bot yeah am i alive even <laughs> so it, it's too deep <laughs> uh, it, yeah all of it is that's why i say always just do whatever you can manage just do and just do whatever and i think too i mean i do i do basically vote blue ticket uh, or is that what it's called I'm I vote straight Democrat so it's like for some reason sadly the climate issue has become partisan which is so goofy and it makes no sense like in the 70s and 80s it was like we all like earth but now it's like the liberals the commie liberals libtards like whatever they're called the libtards are trying to save the planet (laughs) it's like well those idiots yeah yeah but um but now they they did also say which i found very actually heartening because they they said like uh, first of all you there's plenty you can do by investigating your local scene and just finding out yeah. what your what your representatives where they stand on certain climate issues. Well, I I mean, I do watch Bill Maher. I know he's people hate him, but I do like some of the stuff that he brings up. And he was just saying like so he's a liberal, but he mm-hmm. gets annoyed with the left. Mm-hmm. And he's been trying to get solar panels on this shed in his backyard and it's been a 3-year ordeal with like committees coming out every. So it does seem like the left makes it hard when you want to go do something like that really property yeah there's there's in certain states where it's just california oh really oh maybe it's just highly highly regulated and things just get so much tax and it's the bureaucracy is like really the undoing of all of this where you're like if there could just be like a republican with less regulation that is pro just do solar like what you want without having any issues that would be great yeah just a republican who's on board with a solar i mean i'm fine with it yeah like what i don't understand there's money to be made here but the thing is it's like it's like we're addicted to gas right so it's like once we cut off the addiction to gas cars too people love their cars but you can have you can have all the same cars You can have electric vehicle. If I was going to buy a car, I would a hundred percent buy electric. Now, now that I know and I've been educated, I'm like I'm looking online. I'm like, you can get a you can get an electric car easily for fifteen grand. Yeah, and, and or you, you don't need never a gas buy gas. gas. You yeah. never buy gas. So it's like it, you're going to make the money back. But but now that I know all this, you know, I do feel one of the things that they said in the the seminar, which I found so hopeful, is that like climate denial is down. It's like 7% of people are like these staunch climate deniers now. So it's like everyone now recognizes it's a problem. We've kind of like moved past this era of ExxonMobil and Koch brother funded climate denial. What's also like, you know, like the the denial part, but like you can't deny that what you're not, what you're seeing. Like we have Trash Island. We have a trash island. Yeah, you can't deny the Great Pacific Garbage Patch. And then there's, like, areas in Patagonia or, like, Chile that just have, like, beaches of fast fashion that no country yeah. we can't keep up that you're, like... Like, that's a physical thing that's ugly and also is... 
creating havoc and environment. Yeah. And that you can physically see. Like sometimes I, I kind of understand the people that are like, it's like this entity that's happening 10 or 15 years. Like a lot of yeah. people don't think in the future like that. But yeah. I do feel like an environment when you're just seeing like stuff in the ocean and things being treated horrifically. Yeah. I'm like, why? That's I don't right. understand why you can't get on board with that. Yes, it's objectively wrong. Yeah, it's objectively uh, it's objectively wrong, and you should think about it when you're throwing shit away or buying, or stuff. when you're yeah, when yeah. you're going to Forever Twenty One or something, for yeah. example. And I did make a, I did have a little <laughs> slip up, and I went to a Burlington Coat Factory recently, uh, but I will. But I, but I said to myself, I bought three pieces. You know what? You're keeping it out of the ocean. I'm keeping. I am. I'm wearing these. First of all, <laughs> my slack shorts. My slack shorts were piece one. These are gorgeous Banana Republic factory outlet shorts. Yeah. Okay. I will make them work. Yes. I will make them work. So I think, yeah, but like minimalism, reducing and, and you know, like thrifting and all of that is good. But the main thing is transitioning to renewable energy. Mm-hmm. And, and it's really not that hard, especially like if you live in New York, you are you're already like one up. Yeah. Like we have, we have public transportation here. Like that's huge. We do still have a gas stove and they were saying like, really the best thing that you can do is try to say like, we want to have, we want to have a, a, we want to have an electric stove in here. Yeah. And I don't know if we're going to get to that point with our landlord because we did just get our rent raised, but we have an instant pot. So it's like, we'll just, we, we rarely use our stove. I just know like with working in property management landlords hate change oh i'm sure (laughs) and people in general too but you're like it's so hard to be like we've got to got everything to put electric in here it's like i do see like when buildings are getting collapsed or like they're rebuilding yeah then we'll start seeing more hopefully fingers crossed i mean energy renewable buildings we'll see it more when they make it cheaper and that's in like the legislation so it's like unfortunately a lot of the politicians that are it, responsible for it even like nancy pelosi for example i mean they're being influenced by money from these huge yeah. fossil fuel industries yeah they have a shit ton of money they have a shit ton of money and it's like they could just use that for good yeah come on Schlumberger. Schlumberger. that's the only one i know i know the um exxon Mobil and yeah. and now the Koch brothers from the oh, yeah the Koch brothers i don't think were really in fossil fuel They're, they have a lot of different stuff in the midwest but i can't yeah. think of i know they beef is one of them i mean yeah but the Koch brother Loaded. one is dead yeah oh really one is dead i think i remember he died a few years ago but the Koch brothers well anyway the whole documentary on the fossil fuel industry it's very interesting to watch if you have a full nine hours to, yeah. <laughs> to really commit to it but so yeah, that's my that's my journey, and I'm gonna continue to be performing some of my um, my my jokes that I've kind of been working on and coming up with through this process of getting a deeper understanding of the climate crisis, and kind of I guess for my own sake, my own mental <laughs> stability, like processing it in a way that's humorous. Yes, well, because there's nothing like bringing a party down. With like the coral's gonna die and there's <laughs> nothing we can do the coral's dead and so is everybody else it's like okay let's just chill let's just chill but there is hope there's a lot of hope and and i think and i think what i was feeling so kind of overwhelmed by when i started this process was like i want to do the right thing i don't know what it is i'm kind of stupid and also it feels like the right thing is to go live in the forest i'd love that and i oh i it sounds like my worst nightmare well, like, somebody was telling me 
to go look up Earthships on YouTube, and I did, and it was wonderful. But What's Earthships? It's a, a home mm-hmm. that is completely eco-sustainable, meaning like it's like a, deal, like a ship with f- sails that you work with your environment and how it changes to get the most out of wow. energy. So it's like solar and it collects rainwater in the back part and it comes through and it's filtrated to rocks so you do get drinking water and the um the way that it's um uh built is that you have cooling tunnels underneath that like cater for airflow so you don't have to worry about like air conditioning or and then you don't have to worry about electricity and they it was in australia if you ever look this up earthships are like so fascinating and i would love to do it but i do feel like if you live there it would in a house that was like that, it's your full-time job. Cause yeah, you have you're to like, like running your house. Yeah. You have to like change your blinds, put them in, you know, like make sure it's like getting the right sun in and then like make sure wow. everything is working at where it should be working on a day to day. That sounds really cool though. I'm going to, I'm going to look that up and I will link it in the show notes. Yeah. It's so cool. But by the yes, way, I do, goal. I always, yes, a goal. I do always post show notes, everyone, just by the way. Yeah. On the blog, show notes. There's also Friday links for your weekend. Fun stuff that I link you to. Oh, yeah. And uh, and don't forget to give us a rating and review. Yeah. And join our Patreon. Yes, please. Um, should we go 5%, into 5% is going to sustainability. No, that's <laughs> not true. But I would love to. I was telling Sarah this. I would love to have a eco segment on the podcast where we do, like, elevate people that are you know companies I think it would be cool if it was like smaller companies that are making strides towards eco yes there was a grocery store that I just saw that everything you go in and you refill everything I I want to do that I want to do that I don't know I'm like can I come to Astoria because I always thought in my dream I would love to run like an online store or a a local store that is completely eco-friendly like you come and get milk delivered and then glass Yes. Stuff and you can refill your detergent and your glass bottles and we have all of it in one container so it just like reduces waste and then or waste and then you can um like you know grains and nuts yes. and all that it comes from one. Did area. you see it on TikTok? Cuz I, I think did. I saw it too. I, I saw it too and I was like <laughs> I'm all about it. Yes. That's, uh, that's what I want in my life. I love it. Oh, okay. Oh my gosh, I'm excited for your journey too. Okay, so Let's mine's like a yours. small lighthearted journey so i yeah, have been posting to recover from this <laughs> we're like well we're all gonna die the coral's dead and now you time nails um <laughs> no so i've been i like having nice nails i don't like spending the money for it um i it's, also don't like working on them yeah i don't like the process a lot of times i don't like going to the nail salon it's long i always mess it up so i was trying to think of like alternatives mm-hmm. so i did the stickers Yes. Which were fine, but then you can see your nail grooves and it looks a little cheap up close. And then I found yeah. press-ons that I was able to look like a natural-ish nail. Mm-hmm. And then they were easy to clip and file down so they were short. And those were good, but then I found out are like within a day or so you are losing a few. And so you have to constantly be gluing it and you have I do it at night when I before I go to bed <laughs> so I'm not washing my hands because you don't want to wa- yeah. be near water or like dealing with water when you do it and I find that those were good for if you had an event that night and you don't want to go to the nail salon just pick up a few cheapies yes at the store and glue and then I think that would be fine but though they will fall off probably the next day so my assessment is it I think nail salons are still 
the way to go. The way to go. Yeah. It, it It's so hard to give yourself a manicure. And I'm not a big nail salon person either. We've talked about this on here because I feel, I just feel, you know, my f- fingers are always stiff. Yeah. You know, they're like telling me to um, like relax my hand. I'm like, I can't. A stranger <laughs> is stroking my hand. Okay. My fingers are so stiff right now. And, and it's kind of a nightmare. And, but the thing is, it's like when you really try to do your own nails, it's like, you how can you cut your own cuticles i can't do my left my right hand yeah my 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 left i'm just my left looks amazing my right looks like i have parkinson's (laughs) disease i was that offensive no No. offense no offense i'm sure you guys have lovely nails yes yes Who knows? Who knows? Sorry. So sorry. It's okay. (laughs) Spiral. The spiral's coming. I do apologize. That was our takedown. Yes. That was our takedown. (laughs) Um, But yeah, it's like doing nails at home. And I know people that can do it. And I'm always, I'm always shocked that it looks not terrible. Because I mean, even filing my nails, I can't do it. Like the, the most I can do is just keep them clipped. No. And I also like when you clip your nails at home, no matter how much you put them in the trash can or over your sink, they're always like I know like all over the place yeah Uh, and then Mike is like what's this that was on my (laughs) toothbrush I'm like I have no idea how that could have gotten there calcium deposit yeah (laughs) um no it's so it's it's such a pain in the ass but I do love a good manicured um nail but this is what I've decided to do I find that sometimes just filing them or keeping them cut on a regular basis and then just putting a clear coat and then I got I just bought a rose tinted clear coat Ooh. to give it a pinky yeah, thing so it can enough. smooth out the texture and then make them look decent. But yeah, that's just enough. That's just enough. Cause it makes you feel the thing dainty. about, yeah. The, well, the thing about like going to the salon that often, is it's a like, high expense. It's so expensive. And it's like, who has the time? Like it's like 90 minutes. If I'm, if I'm exhausted, like the last thing I want to do is like go to the salon. And then if you're, if it's the weekend, you're waiting 30 minutes. Yeah. Especially in New York. I don't know how your guys' salons are, but like, I'm, I, I would assume like even outside the city on like a weekend, like there's a wait if you don't have an appointment. Also, there are, there was a time in New York where you're, you, there would be such cheap deals on Manny Patties that you're like, is this? ethical yeah no there's a huge new york times article that came out years ago or new york magazine oh my god yeah it was borderline sex trafficking what was yeah it basically was it was like because it's like all these women going in for like mani petty 15 dollars it's like well where do you think this girl's getting any money like (laughs) people are like well i didn't know it's like you didn't you didn't an, an hour's work an hour's worth $15. Yeah. I mean, and then it's supposed to be a thing where it's like, oh, well, you're supposed to tip the girls more. And it's like, I guess, but like that's, are they even getting that? No. And it always feels like it's a male nail owner. That's like walking up and down as if he's like the leader or, you know, like the master. Like shouting. Yeah. And you're like, are you okay? Absolutely. And then you found out all these girls were like, this is like their first job into the country and they're living in an apartment with like eight cubby hole or whatever you call them yeah it's like all the bunk beds it's just like a ship yeah like a submarine it's almost indentured servitude is what's happening it is yeah Yeah, that article was such an eye-opener it well i before that article came out there were moments because i when i first moved to new york that was kind of a luxury that i was partaking in and there was a time that i was like you start thinking about the money yeah the rent that they pay there 
and you start putting it together and you're like, I don't actually think this is money. They're making good money here. Yeah. How could they? How could they? When you, it's an $8 manicure. <laughs> yeah. And I think it's the stuff that I see now is more expensive. I think after that article, I did notice like a lot of that stuff just got kind of like rooted out. But but I remember I started getting manicures when I moved to New York, too. And I would just get one every now and then. But I had a girlfriend who told me the story about how like she was like, you can't go to like a cheap place because it's not safe. And I was like, oh, thank God someone just like mentioned that to me. Cause that's not something you would necessarily think you of. You wouldn't think about it. You're like, Oh, I could get like a flesh eating bacteria inside my pinky. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, I've heard uh, horrific stories. Cause when they cut their cuticle, if they're not like disinfected properly. Yeah. Um, you can get, I've had it before through bartending is I called it, it was called fruit rot, but it's very painful. <gasps> it goes oh. like deep in it. It just gets like really infected. And Oh God. But Ouch. some well-known celebrity had like a almost like a blood poisoning from a bad salon. Like oh, I, was I, it a like, pedicure? Yeah, I think I I think I remember I can't hearing remember about who that. It was, but it was shocking to know that even at that level. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think it's I think it's also like even if even if they are doing all the sanitizing, even if they're doing everything that they're supposed to, it's still like if you get an open wound, like when they're cutting your cuticle, like you definitely do. Like if you've gotten your nails done and you feel like. Oh, a little like sting of alcohol. It's like, yes, bitch. It they went into it. your skin. <laughs> yes. It went into a hole in your skin. They can clip you pretty hard a lot of the times. And also like sometimes if you get the pedicure and they're doing like the callus removal and they're just like, you're like, why is my foot? Why is it hurting so bad? I it's know. like, that's your skin coming off. <laughs> yeah. And then you're like just soaking in a vat of a, a, a dirty bacteria. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so it's it's not the most hygienic and I'm I'm sure like I I do still get pedicures and stuff and I I always I would pay like nothing less than $35 for a pedicure, yeah, nothing less fair. than 15 for a manicure. Yeah. And then of course on top of that I'm still tipping, but uh, anything under than that to me even outside of New York I would I would say. Yeah. Even outside of New York, like that's a red flag that you're like, okay, it's not safe. Yeah, because I think like in around 2008 to 12, it was just like you would see advertisements for like the cheapest. It, I it would literally be like, Manny Petty fifteen dollars, yeah. and you're like, how? I was like that when you're in Forever 21 and you're buying leggings for a dollar forty. Yeah, you're that like, you're like, how? Yeah, how like, is this ethical? Like. Even if you bumped it up to five dollars, yeah, that's a huge markup from a dollar forty. We could still be helping making better lives, and five dollars on leggings is still an amazing price. Yeah. Well, the thing about pedicures, nice, is um, I love getting them. I love I where I don't really care about manicures. Like pedicure to me is like just luxury, and I'm willing to like I'll even spend like the fifty dollars to just like go all out like twice a year. I love putting my feet in a warm bath. Yeah. I like when they put the paraffin wax on. Oh, my God. The paraffin. warm, sweaty sock that you wear. <laughs> so soothing. The only thing I don't like is when they do the scraping. It tickles my feet. So I know. Bad. And I feel so I mean, awkward. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm like, my, my foot's like jerking in the woman's face. I'm like, I'm so sorry, ma'am. And then I always seem to go when I have waited a week, a week to shave my legs. And I'm always like, I'm so sorry that I'm making you rub <laughs> my, oh my God. bristly legs. And I have a hairy toe. I got a hairy toe. Same. Yeah. I'm, I'm a like, hairy don't person. mind, don't mind, don't mind my toe. <laughs> 
<laughs> but I was telling you this um, a bit before because I did kind of fall in love with the idea of giving myself a home pedicure and I was kind of toying around with it. I got like Epsom salts. I got some nail polish. And then like when push came to shove, I was like, I don't really have the time to do it. And also I wanted the pedicure to be like a fun, relaxing experience for me and not like another thing that I now a complicated chore that I have to do yeah and like another thing that I have to put in my closet and dedicate space to yeah and then like when you take it out and you do it then you have to clean it and then you have to put it back away yeah it's like this like ordeal where you're like "Ah, it's just easier just to go to a place yeah like you're you have like accept it right just and 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 accept that like actually it's good like it's a good way to pamper yourself freshen yourself up you're not creating a lot of waste yeah take a breath you're you're paying people for their work it's a great way to give back to the economy and the thing about like a home pedicure it's like you always you have a romanticized notion that like i'll have a glass of wine i'll have a bath and like cut to two hours later i'm drunk yeah and i'm like trying to like paint my toenails and it's not going well and now my bathroom is destroyed yeah and you're not relaxed and that's supposed to be the whole experience is you get to sit in that uh massage chair yes yes and then it is it's kind of like I have this thing it's like when you make a salad I don't want to eat it but when somebody else makes a salad for me it's like the best thing on earth absolutely absolutely that I feel like that with the pedicure I think it's, I think it is a necessary expense. You know, yeah. it's like a luxury and I don't do it that often. I literally do it like beginning of the summer, middle of the summer. Yeah. Maybe a winter boost. One winter. Yeah. yeah. One winter if I'm like going to go on vacation or something or, you know, just to like treat myself to like a little relaxation. Yes. Um, and then my, one of my favorite things, I didn't used to do this, but when they have the guy come around being like, do you want to do a 15 minute massage? Mm-hmm. I say yes. I always get it. I always it's the get best. it. That guy, usually that's like a masseuse guy that's like working at the place. Yeah. And he just doesn't have any clients at the moment. I'm like, load me up. Yes. It's so easy, so cheap, um, and it's fast. It's like, what's 15 minutes? And then you feel really good. Feel so I always good. get bummed when they start doing the chop. I know. You're like, it's winding down. <laughs> No. Can we start with the chop first? Yeah, like just massage into the last second. Yeah. Um, now, how do you feel about gel? Okay, so this is a really great question. Um, I was into it because it lasts a long time. Yes. But it fucking destroys your nail. Yeah. Even doing like you wrap tin foil with the Accutane or whatever it's yeah. called. Um, it, that doesn't do it. it just like so it feels like yeah. once you do gel you can't go back so I stopped doing gel and yeah. I'm just like okay with having the manicure that lasts for a few days I was really into gel for a while and I would I would get it and then it's so great because it's like you just have a fresh manicure for like two and a half weeks yeah but then I mean I haven't gotten my nails done in a long time because I did just kind of like pull back and I'm like I just it's just not my focus I'll like I'll do my hair I'll do whatever else but but the thing about gel that would drive me nuts is like it is so hard I would just end up one would rip off and then I would just spend the night picking it off in the shower yes. like a psycho. And just like my friends are like, I'm at dinner. I'm like, sorry, I'm really working here. I have to get my, <laughs> I have to start trying to look like a human again. The worst too is like when you get like the gel starts coming away. Mm-hmm. 
And then you wash your hair and your hair is just getting pulled into oh, the, the cracks the of the cracks of yeah. And then you're and I don't like the way it feels. It's like almost like fingernails on a chalkboard or like if a cat getting yeah. cut it backwards where you're like I so once that starts happening, I have to take it all off or start cutting. Yeah, everything. I would never do the tin foil and the nail polish remover. I just pick. Yeah, it's I just too pick much. It and like, yeah, eh, it doesn't do anything. And then even there, they they like basically they just file it off. Yeah, so. but I do want to do one of these days. I want to get the Cardi B special. Like, what? oh, she actually like, goes to a nail salon. It's in New York. That's well known. Nails on Seventh. I think she actually made them well known. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, but it's the ornate ones with like oh, lots yes. of jewels hanging off, or like Love photos of saints and stuff. Like All I Saints just, Day. <laughs> yeah. I want to get. I want to be for one day. One a, like a girl like a Gwen Stefani where you are just like decked. That's a great thing to do for like a birthday or an event. I think it would be so yes. fun. I'm gonna do this year for my birthday. I have already told you this on one of our um, one of our bonus episodes, which you can find at our Patreon. But I am gonna be going all out with a facial for my birthday. Ooh. I'm gonna get like a three hundred dollar facial. I'm excited. Yeah. I Where think, are you going? To the one I that think, Julia recommended? I think I am. I'm not sure if I'm going to go to that one or not, but I think I may go to Julia recommended skin gym because they have a lot of facial massage, but I'm not sure how into that I am. I think mm. I want, I think I'm looking more for like treatments and like peels and stuff. Okay. So I think I may go to silver mirror, which is what Caitlin Palufa recommended to me. All right. So we'll see. Mm-hmm. I will keep everyone updated and you'll, I'm sure you'll be able to tell. <laughs> I know. I'm fascinated because I do want to do the skin gym. Yeah. I wanted, I do want to start getting into the Goa Sha. Yeah. I did a warm one today because Julia blew my mind when she said, don't, don't chill warm. Don't, or don't do it cold. Don't chill the Goa Sha tools. I'm going to get some. I'm going to get some. I just have to figure out where to get them that's not Amazon. Oh, I did. I got mine on Amazon. (laughs) I just accepted it. When I get a, when I get a next big purchase. Yeah. They're not expensive on Amazon. I'm trying not to get Amazon stuff because I think I did mention this to you, but they fund pro life. They fund pro-life, which is nuts, but it's like, it makes sense for their business model because people buy stuff for their babies on Amazon. So I guess they're really just investing in themselves. So crazy. Mm-hmm. Oh, well. Anyway, well, anyway, that's been our journey. Lady journey. Lady journey. 